0: Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing? Today is Monday. Monday the 13th of December. How am I doing? Well, that's up for debate. That's up for debate. I'm not. I'm not certain about that, but I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm doing okay. I do. I think I'm doing okay. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, yesterday was a difficult day for me. Not going to lie. Yesterday was a difficult day. Because yesterday was the twelfth, and that was the day that Chardonnay was supposed to come and join our family. So a hard day. so not only is my family fundamentally broken, but one of the hardest days I've not suffered alone. Because I had my daughter. My daughter was with me for the day. We had a wonderful, wonderful weekend together. But. I was able to. Clutch my wound. Because. The healing is not over yet. But I was able to clutch my wound. And it didn't affect me quite so badly. So many times I wanted to text Joe and ask her how she was and How she was holding up, but I can't do that now. I can't do that. And before, where I would bury my head and not deal with the, the hurt, and the pain, and the regret, and the guilt finding myself living that moment but only very briefly had I still been at home this weekend I would have probably gone and stood by the Rose Garden like I always did I would have shed a tear as so many times I did I would have mourned a little bit more but now now it feels different now with my own personal memorial I can can let go of that sadness I feel it is still a memorable day for me but it's one where I no longer make a pilgrimage to a place. Because that place now lives within me. It lives on me. How am I feeling for the rest? I don't really know. I don't really know. I saw Joe yesterday. I saw her yesterday. And she was in those nice black trousers. Just like I liked. The nice sparkly top with the sequins, the gold sequins. Just like I liked. And it reminded me of, of how she used to be with me. Remind me of how she used to make that effort with me. And then of course the, the head trauma comes from, from looking at her and thinking, I wonder if she made that effort for me. I wonder if she made that effort for me. And then the head trauma kicks in again, and says, "You dumb ass. She's been childless for the weekend. What the fuck do you think she's been doing?" I still don't know. Still don't know anything. She's not offered up any any kind of rational explanation as to how the hell we got where we are now. There's a massive part of me that says, just forget it, move on. But it's writing off so much of my life. It's writing off all of those years spent loving someone. I may have failed my relationship, I may have. She never fought with me to change it. She never tried to change anything with me. She just moved on with other people. Then remembered at the last ditch moment that maybe she actually needed to tell me. Or at least that's what it felt like. I'm left to think the absolute worst for whatever reason i'm left to believe the absolute worst do i want to no no i don't want to believe the worst i don't want to believe that all of those years were wasted were futilely well, uh, were spent in vain. Providing for someone, doing your best for someone, living the struggle of life with them. For them to not want to have been with you the whole time. And that's something I'm having to face up to. I'm not saying it's easy, I'm not. You know, it's like the head, it's like the, the 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 shit in my head from yesterday, you know You know, it just it, it it hit me, it bamboozled me, it was like oh she looks so oh she looks so pretty again. Oh she really made it. And then it's like do you think she made that effort for you? I wonder. And then it's like, don't no, be stupid. Very stupid, she's been she's she's been child-free for the weekend, you dumbass. What the fuck do you think she's been doing? And I've come a long way in six weeks. I have. I've come a long way in six weeks. But I'm not a miracle worker for as much as I tell myself these are silly thoughts Michael these are stupid ideas why do you even think this? I think it would be somewhat of a miracle if I could turn the tap off just like that it would be disingenuous to do so because I did love very very deeply and I st- I still do I still care I still worry right now I I would be a liar if I said you know that the idea of Joe meeting strange men for for dates doesn't worry me because it does because I know what the world is I know how cruel the world is. I know what men are like. I'm not like that, admittedly. But I do know what men are like. So, yeah. I'm a little bit more somber today, a little bit more morose, I suppose, a little melancholy. I've got things on the horizon, I've got events coming up, I've got things planned with people. I'm not looking forward to to being unoccupied over the festivities, but I'm sure I'll find something to keep me busy. you'll see anyway thanks for joining me on this little progress report I suppose speaking of progress reports you know ordered bed online not delivered in time so yeah ended up having to go to Ikea goes to Ikea, buys the bed frame, buys the mattress, buys all the bed linen, I was absolutely deserved to make sure I got the bed linen in exactly the same size as the bed I'd ordered online. Why, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Because when the bed eventually is delivered, the good one, the really nice one I bought, at least all the bed linen I bought in Ikea will fit it. So it won't have been wasted, won't have been in vain. we'll see how we go with this bed from Ikea because I suppose I could always send the other bed back if I you know if I choose to stay with the Ikea 35 quid jobber but it was literally just a get me by bed because obviously Dottie needed a bed and yeah it'll do for now but you know I had so much fun on Saturday. We got home and we did some stuff and went. We went to Ikea. We did some washing, we ate some lunch. My home felt like home, not just my house. My home felt like my home. And that was special to me. With my baby girl in my house, that felt special. And, you know, we had all the baking and stuff that we wanted to do and the cooking and fairy cakes and gingerbread men and all that cake we did that, we did that. But Saturday night, Saturday night after we did the tree decorating and we did the bed making and I took that picture of my baby girl dancing around my front room in front of the Christmas tree. After she tied me up with the lights several times and bounced baubles off my head and tied my feet up with tinsel, I took that picture and burst into tears. It was an emotional moment for me. Because it's one of those reality checks that tells me that life will never be the same again and i'm not saying that's good or bad i'm not saying it's right or wrong but it's one of those moments that smacked me in the side of the head and said here soft lad you didn't expect it to be like that this year but you're doing all right, just keep going. And that's what I've got to keep telling myself, I'm doing all right and I just need to keep going. I won't lie, there is still a piece of me that says Joe came to me by Christmas and said that she made a mistake and she wanted to come back. I'm not saying that I wouldn't be tempted. I'm not saying that I would not be tempted. But right now, I just need to focus on doing the best I can my baby girl I need to focus on being the best dad I need to concentrate on making sure that (sighs) that I'm in the best place possible to restart my life that's not drowning in the at the bottom of a beer glass. That's not staring through the bottom of a wine glass. That's being a productive member of society, future building, culture building, and being an all-round decent human being. Thanks for joining me, folks, from the seat of the cab with me, your host, Mr. Nigel Williams, who is healing on his ribs, in his heart, and in his head. I'll catch you in the next one. Well, good evening, folks, and uh, welcome back to the seat of Minister Navarra. This is a slight addendum to. The earlier podcast. Tonight I lifted the legs on the caravan, I'm hauling the caravan back to the yard. I'm not staying away for the moment. I'm close enough to home to tramp it and I wanna be home, I want to be in my own bed. But I sat and I ate some kebab and chips, because obviously you've got to fuel the engine, empty, stacks, empty sacks don't stand up alone and scrolling through Facebook there, just wasting a few minutes while I was eating my dinner, it was nothing here I'd already got everything figured out, I'd already pre-planned everything, so I had a few minutes to waste. And there was a post on there that said, if there was one thing you could say to the person dating your ex now, what would it be? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I read through all of these comments and I actually found it quite sad, because for as angry as I was a few weeks ago, I would have said the most abhorrent things, and today, tonight, I felt like I had turned a corner in my feeling, in my emotional state. because to that post I replied, be kind to her. That probably sounds a bit like, what the fuck? For everything she's put you through. Well, let me, let me tell you a little something. Let me tell you a little something. She may have been wrong. Joanne may have been wrong for what she has put me through. For what she has done. But life is hard there. Life has not been kind to us. In some sense is we made our own bed. We should have just laid in it. We made this for ourselves. And yeah, I'll go with that. But just because it was the way it was with me, that's not to say it would be the same with someone else. future, the future is unwritten. Nobody knows what the future holds. We have our little visions, we have our little ideas, we have our wishful thinking, but none of us really knows. Everything we do is a choice. It's a 50-50. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Some things we are in control of, some things we should know better and we should do and act accordingly. I don't want to see any harm come to anyone and especially not John. Lord knows she's had a hard enough life as it is, and I wouldn't want her life to be any harder than it's going to be, for the choices that she has already made. My life, for me, for myself, it's, it's equally hard right now for the choices that Johan has made for me. It's not. It's not easy turning your whole life around in six weeks flat. It's not easy dealing with stress, the trauma. hypertension the unknowing the lack of any real honesty, the lack of any real answers no ability to communicate because I don't know what to say to her now I'm guarded in what I say I'm as much guarded against talking to Joanne as I was other women whilst I was with them I'm still a little sombre and still a little morose over over my thoughts from today. But I think my reply was right. I think it was morally right. We should all be kind to one another. and for the hardships that many of us have been through. Some people will never know our pain. Hidden behind our painted smiles. Drowned out by our booming laughter. Some people have asked me how I can be so happy on a daily basis, considering my whole world has just turned to shit. And to all of those people I say this, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade.